0: The beats. the beats, the flow, the, flow. The, rhythm. the rhythm. All movements start from the streets. The streets saying
1: our podcast.
0: It's crazy. I got to do my phone fade. I ain't got no fade. <laughs> 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 he faded down. it smooth though. <laughs> <laughs> man, Nick, you gotta DJ whenever you DJ. You just gotta figure some stuff out. like Let me just <laughs> man, just crazy. And just, some man. Smooth fade though, <laughs> no Hey man, listen man. I got a little bit. Look, I got a little bit. You see the turn turntables in there, my mixer in there still. I'll just keep it packed up, you know what I'm saying? Cause I gotta haul this shit tomorrow. Set up and I'll be doing the OG setup. No, I don't do the controller, bro. I'm gonna get one eventually. Um, but I I started on a controller and when I learned to DJ from DJ Mr. Soul, he back in town now. OG here. Uh, I started on a controller and he put me through actual class. Bro, so actually love Yeah. It's a different feel. When you can actually feel that jog
2: wheel spinning and mm-hmm.
0: you put the weight on it, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. total different. It's, bro, ain't nothing like it when it's moving, bro. Like people don't understand, oh I can do are you sure? When now that thing's sliding it's and you gotta have the right uh you know slip mat. Now you can't just use the factory slip mat. You got to I got some you butter rugs. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it's uh the rug is cr- like the just the resistance of it. So say mm-hmm. you on a a controller like you talk about. Mm-hmm. It's
3: so like it's instant. It, yeah. It, it feels digital. Yeah. Like, when you get on that true like you put them blank Serato, mm-hmm. you know turntables up there, and you put your blank on um, mm. an analog feel.
0: It, mhm. It, yeah, it's it's go crazy. Like I'm gonna start doing mix sets because you know a lot of vinyl from old school ain't pressed. It ain't digital because it ain't get cleared. So a lot of stuff that's probably in the stack ain't even you can't find it. Like Mm -hmm. I have an album and I can't remember his name. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find it before we get up out of here. Does not exist online. And it's the hardest shit. I might let you. I might have to send this to the culture house so you can listen to it. It's the hardest shit ever, nigga.
3: We sampling it. Let's go. Japanese pop music Mm. that's
0: pressed on vinyl. one of ones that mm. I've been going through lately and like just making different beats. Mm. Like, um, I got a flip to uh that I made to
2: um Biggie and Method Man's The What, mm. and I used one of them old Japanese. Like, I was little, like, I, I need to remake this real quick. And mm. Got on keys, figured out, just figured it out, and I was like, okay, and this the four bar loop that they put in there, but it's one of them, and it's a bunch oh yeah, of like, it's Japanese, so I don't know what they
0: say. Yeah. But like, well, they was popping it out back then. That shit was Plushed crazy. This yeah. so, mm-hmm. ain't talked about it at
2: all. Mm-hmm.
0: Nah. You mm-hmm. gonna make it happen. Shit. Mm-hmm. Man. Ooh, we. Man. Ooh we. Hey, this time we got a guest and uh from not from here and we actually got the shit recording. We gonna do it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Get it going. I told him the story earlier. Okay. So we 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 are good to go. Are we not uh young guy, Montreal? We good to go. Yeah man. Yeah man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we we you know growing pains, that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm glad to be here. Man, same. You feeling good, Johnny? Bruh, It's been a long day. It's looked like it's been a long day in your eyes. Yeah, it's been a long day. Yes sir. Yes sir. Man, we here with street saying our podcast yes, sir. uh Man, man, the days are upon us of the shit we've been talking about. Man,
1: what what you talking about, man?
0: Man, good old sneaker soiree, you know what I'm saying?
1: Man, the soiree? The soiree, soiree, you know what I'm saying? Friday? Friday. The 27th?
0: The 27th. It's upon us. So, you know, we coming out, stepping out. And I told y'all, you know, I'm big on music. I'm big on finding new music. I'm Mm. big on artists and artistry Mm. as a whole. Um... And I was lucky to reach out and connect with this brother that's here with us today. Mm. This somebody, he asked me uh, in the car when he got here, he's like, "Man, how the hell did you find me, bro?" And I told him, like, I heard, I was following one artist named Tim Gent. That's from, uh he's in Nashville now, but he's from, he was from Clarksville. Mm. I found him a long time ago on Hot New Hip Hop. Mm. And I've been following him and I follow Tut, YG Tut. And, uh... I just started seeing them on Twitter, retweet this album, like, yo, this shit from be hard. And I just looked at the title. It said, No More Bad Days, mm. with more spelled with M-O-O-R. Mm. And it's claymation on the cover. Mm. So I'm like, okay, this got to be, let me at least listen to this shit because something is up. It sound like got something to say and just started off with track one. I was like, yep, we in here. We in here. yeah And I was like, I found one. I found one. And this is somebody we discussed early on our episode one mm. of the podcast. when mm-hmm. We was talking about artists to look out for, mm. and I named three artists. Mm. I named uh, my guy Grip, mm-hmm. who just signed with Shady. Mm. I named Mira Fontaine mm-hmm. out of uh, Jersey, and I named our esteemed guest that's with us here today from Nashville, Mister Chuck Indigo. Man, man. Oh, I
1: should have got the for this motherfucker. This shit was lit. <laughs>
0: yeah, Appreciate
3: man. y'all having me, man. That's an amazing. That's so amazing how you ran that down, man. That's crazy. Oh yeah, man. We
0: we try to be uh professional at this. We've seen many uh uh <laughs> many of things go <laughs> well in <the> awry <laughs> on the internet. So we we just do what we do. Now we just Damn. you know, I, I'm a storyteller by nature. Um I got stories about every fucking thing, and it's still a story. So that's how we got here because of a story. I got the DJing because of a story. I got Listening to tight listen to styles of musical story. So I gotta give a story before we intro. That shit. All right, we gotta hear, we gotta guess Chuck <laughs> Indigo. That shit weak, bro. <laughs> <weird>, bro. <laughs> bro. Appreciate it, man. Real talk. Yeah, sir, What's man. going
3: on, everybody? How y'all doing out there, man? So,
0: so while we get started in the convo, bro, just introduce yourself about who you are,
3: what you do, how you got to this point. The fuck you doing here? Yeah, man. Uh shit. Like you said, man, Chuck Indigo. Um, born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, out east to be exact. Mm. Um yeah, man. Uh, shit, I'm 28. Um, been doing this music thing um, on a serious, in a serious way here about, I'd say about five years now. Um, and uh, shit just been growing slowly and, and slowly but surely, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, before that, I was just playing ball in college and shit like that. Um, went to bicycle, uh, went to school on a basketball scholarship. Played at a school in Alabama um, and played all four years there. and You know what I'm saying? Had a good little career and everything like that. Then got to this crossroads after I graduated where it was like, am I going to go overseas to try to play or am I going to go, you know what I'm saying, work? And neither one of them didn't really feel right to me because, like, I had opportunities to go play overseas, but they was, like, You know what i'm saying they wasn't paying no money so Mm -hmm. i was just like traveling is cool but i'm not trying to be over here where i can't i don't know nobody or nothing like that and i'm not making that much money so i didn't want to do that and i didn't really want to work like no desk job for real Mm -hmm. but i was already doing the music so i was just like man i'm gonna just i'm gonna just go in with it and uh i don't know man ever since i just like made the conscious decision to take it serious and shit man like doors been opening so like uh yeah i mean got calls from you i've done shows in la and uh, North Carolina, um, Atlanta, just all over, you know, different little pockets of, of the country and shit, like it, Texas, Dallas. Mm-hmm. So, um, just got called out to do different stuff like that. And um, it's just showing me, you know what I'm saying, like I'm doing something right. So, that's 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 how we here, man.
0: For sure. And I know you, I got introduced to you as a MC, mm-hmm. but you also making beats now. Yeah, oh.
3: yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm actually uh, assigned as a producer to uh, Power Entertainment, which is like, it's a, um, it's basically the label um, side of uh, my management company too, so I'm signed with Powerhouse Management Company, and then uh, uh, as an artist and then as a producer, I'm signed like to the label, Power Entertainment. So um, some names that's like associated with Powerhouse would be like uh, Turn Me Up YC, uh, uh, Red, um, uh, Hit Kid. They just got the the, the Fuck nigga, free song, mm-hmm. and I um, mean, yeah, so yeah, he, they're, all, we're all signed to the same, um, mm-hmm. same company. So,
0: man, that's what's up. So when you, when you, uh, and we would like to educate on here, on this streets a and r, we a and for the streets. You <laughs> You say you sign as a producer. What does that entail? So, do it, how are they? How's the business side of that? So you just make beats
3: and they shop them. What's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Essentially, that's
3: kind of that's kind of the vibe. Um, I make beats. Um, they helped me get places and, and shopping and then uh you know what I'm saying, we bust down uh like the the public the publishing side of it. So, you know what I'm saying, they get a little piece of the pub, but nothing crazy. Like yeah. it's like is not it yeah, it's my deal if you if most people see like if an industry exec would see they'd be like probably concerned for my <laughs> for the labor owner, like what what are you doing? So it's a really good opportunity for me and uh yeah, being that, you know, kadeem my manager just stepped into like this new place of um access and just being you know after the year that they had with yc and them with Money uh, moneybags last album and then now with dirk's album um being a of billboard and stuff like that and then now with hit kid um and, and Glorilla and stuff um it's been a crazy few few months and la- like maybe a little, like last two years or so so um when he saw that you know that I was already making my beats and stuff like that, but I really just wasn't doing it for other people like that. Um, he was just like, man, you know what I'm saying? Why don't you step into this producer bag, or something, man? And uh, it just put me in a, a good situation and just keep me working. So, man, that's what's up. Shit, mm-hmm. I need
0: to make some beats. <laughs> Them
3: two back there, they said they got some shit. <laughs> nah, they, uh, 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 McGill, play me, play, play me a little something, man. I was, I was listening, I'm, I'm ready to hear Ant. Yes, hey,
0: sir. But, uh, What's it like, um, I'll just say when you are fielding calls and trying to figure out who's about the business, who wants to work, what's something you look, are you looking at to say, you know what? let me field this call. Let me see what they talking about. Let me try to get up out of here, get out of here. Cause we got your ass in
3: Nebraska. blast. <laughs> Bro, no cap. On, so yeah. I'm glad you asked that. That's a great question. So like, no bullshit, when you hit me up, I thought it was like spam. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, first of all, this nigga name, his first and last name is too close <laughs> together. This don't look, it look like he just, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know. They both five Right. I'm just like, this look too close. So then I'm looking at that. But then, um, you know what I mean? I saw like how the email was worded and stuff like that. So I was like, this ain't a bot. So I'm like, let me look into it. And so that's when I think I replied back and just asked some questions. Because mm-hmm. uh, usually, like, that's kind of, my follow up with the person based on what they say after that first question is like, lets me know whether or not this is the opportunity I need to like, you know what I'm saying? Invest my time in or whatever. So when I hit you back and then you kind of told me what was going on and then I passed you to Kadeem and then Kadeem like was telling me everything. I'm like, oh yeah, it's legit. Like for me, it was just more so, I think what I look for is just like, honestly, like not trying too hard for one to like convince me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that what you doing is like worth the time. But like just showing me with like the preparedness. So like you had all the answers when I asked questions. It wasn't like no, well we working on this and we was like it was like, no, this is what we're playing, this is what we do, this is what we did, blah blah. And I'm like, Oh, okay, yeah, I can I can fuck with that. And then um just also too, um, I always look at like venue and like mm-hmm. little does, you know, the um What's the word I'm looking for? Not the schematics, but like the you know the logistics of everything. So like, uh, when I asked about where where the venue was, I, I instantly looked up the venue, and then I sent it to him, and I was like, Hey, this might be all right, bro. You know what I'm saying? And then I seen that like you know what I mean uh, when you told me like the the lineup you had last year and things like that, I said okay, I start to get I was able to plug and you know what I'm saying, see how I fit into it, because like I'm in this place now where it's like I'm I'm learning to like that it's okay to say no to some things. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's okay to just be like, no, nah, that ain't for you. Like whether or not if if like you just ain't got the bandwidth for it or if it just like, it don't align with what you trying to do. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to say no. So that'd really be what I'd be um, filtering for is just to see if it aligns and if the person that's reaching out is like, you know what I'm saying? If they serious about that shit, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So.
0: I appreciate it, man. Hey, for y'all, stop sending. Hey, man, we trying to do a show. Y'all trying to come through? That will, that not, get will not
3: get you. Will not get you. there that like. <laughs> it, it don't work like nah, that. at all, yeah. bro. And I think that's one thing too that I appreciated was like um the professionalism too. um I think sometimes in hip hop they get lost because you know what I'm saying. What we do, I mean, it's cool. Like as a profession, it's like it's. You don't, you can't find another job that allows you to do this. Like, we smoking weed, we drinking, we in the studio. We having great time most of the time, you know what I'm saying? And I think people allow that to, like, dilute the fact that it's still business and that it still mm-hmm. needs to be conducted professionally. So, like, yeah, that's another thing that, like, if somebody reach out to me on some, hey, bruh, can we, no, like, I'm not on Twitter. Like, what I mean, this—what is this? Like, is this how you would reach out to, like, you know what I'm saying, a investor or something like that? So it's like, why would you reach out to an artist or somebody that you're trying to do business with, like that? You know what I'm saying? So, for sure,
0: man. Yeah, I always look for um, contact information if they mm-hmm. got one, and then if they don't, you whatever you word in the email, you put it in the, the message. Yeah. Like, don't change how it comes out. Yeah. And put the correct yoke, know how to get in contact. Like, it's just simple stuff, and I think I got that from. I ain't gonna lie. I've been working a job. That's the good thing about a job is they yeah. teach you how to do sponsors, all yeah. that shit. When you work in events, so you know how to word things and get to the point Fact. of what it is. So, yeah, man, shit. Get y'all some experience, man. Come learn, man. We'll consult for you. No, nah, facts. What's the break? <laughs> nah, no, don't tell him the <laughs> Yeah. We ain't going to
1: tell them just yet. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> you got something
1: for him? Oh, man. Yeah. Got a lot of things, man. <laughs> I'm just sitting back enjoying the conversation, man. Actually, as I was pulling up... Uh, I just was listening to the first track on uh uh what's it called? No More Bad Days. No More Bad Days and it was the it was the quote that stood out to me on the yeah. beginning of there that was pretty phenomenal but I think one of the songs from you that stood out to me the most is Introverted.
3: Mm. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, that's crazy. That's kind of like
1: my vibe. I'm more like an ambivert, I'm an extroverted introvert, but mm-hmm. I don't always got a lot to say. That's Some true. people feel like I do, but I don't always got a lot to say, so I really, really vibe with that track, man. Could you tell me more about like that track and how that expresses who you is as a
3: creative? Hell yeah, man. Um, That one, that one. Uh, so I made this song, maybe four years ago. okay, um, That was on Indigo Cafe. as my first project. Like, not my first project, but that was like my first, I would consider like my first legitimate project. Like for anybody who would be new to me or never listen to my music, like I would definitely send them there first and then go from there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But um, Introverted was basically just a thing of, honestly, dealing with like the nuance of like what it means to just um, like, to not want to talk, like, and what it means to, like, be feeling the way. Like, some days, bro, like, you just don't feel it. Like, it ain't got nothing to do with, like, nobody. Ain't nobody did nothing to you. Ain't nobody. You're not upset. You just, like, don't feel like talking. Like, words don't feel like the best option. You know what I'm saying? And ironically enough, like, my boy Moves was, um, he was my, my roommate at the time. And he kind of inspired the song, ironically. <laughs> because he, like, he would just have days where he would come in, bro, and he'd just be like. And then he go upstairs, and i him like, are you straight, bro? And I'm like, no, I'm good. What do you think that, bro? And he's like, you ain't talked in, like, four days, bro. He's <laughs> just like, I ain't been feeling like talking. <laughs> and it's just like, I can feel that, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, And I genuinely didn't feel like it was no animosity when he was saying this. I was like... When I thought about that, and I thought about how like people look like you know hassle you and, shit and be like what's wrong with you? Why you not talking? It's just like bro, I just don't I don't got shit to say. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay like it's okay to like not have anything to say. Like it's like you know what I mean? Like in some days it'd be like hey, well you just want that that silence. And uh, mm-hmm. I just thought being able to express that in song like would be. Uh, I don't know, a cool thing, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it definitely is, man. Uh, it gives me something that where I feel like, you know, we always self-absorbed by nature anyway, so yeah. I feel like, oh, man, that's that's me right there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really be feeling like saying much, and that's, like, the beautiful thing of communication, where I got a, a partner who understands me. I don't yeah. always feel like talking all the time, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it ain't nothing personal. I'm just, just tired, man, so... And that was beautiful.
3: another, too, that was, like, me just trying to, like, give... Yeah, I mean, give introverted people a voice. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I think that's like the biggest thing is like being misunderstood and mm-hmm. people like quick to like label you with something or tell you, know what I'm saying? They, you booze you or you stuck up or you, you know what I'm saying? He always got attitude. He woo, the woo. And it's just like, man, I just ain't got, y'all ain't talking about shit and I don't feel like adding no extra bullshit to the mix. So I'm just not talking. <laughs> like You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Man, that's beautiful. Yes, as far as, how
1: old, I know you said that you started taking music serious about five years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How old was you when you first got into music and what was your introduction?
3: Um, I was three. Mm. Um, And I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure everybody out there can guess, but church, church man, yeah, everybody yeah. starting at church, I think. And I, bro, I really feel like it's something to that. I would love to do like a some type of like deep dive, like research yeah, into that, just like that, that pipeline in terms of how... You know, black the black church seems to churn out all of these like hip hop and R and B and secular acts. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the best music uh, musicians come out of the church. Um, But that's where I that's where I got my start. I was about three singing in the choir. Um, The first like vivid memory I have of like actually like having. Like enjoying being in front of people with a microphone, I, I sung Feliz Navidad at my uh my preschool graduation. At <laughs> my preschool graduation, uh-huh. my mama said yes, uh, I I had to come out there, and, bro. Huh? De Feliz Navidad. <laughs> was a I wanna wish you a I was literally up. my mama got that tape to this day and that was like that's like one of the most vivid memories I have of like my first time being in front of people <laughs> with a microphone like singing and shit and I think that's when I started like after that that's when I started like doing it more in terms of at church was starting to lead songs and devotion and stuff like that and then um going into high school um i I was in choir all four years um and then i started playing the drums when i was like 11 at church Mm. you know what i'm saying and a lot of that was just self-taught so it was just like i had always been musically inclined but but basketball was like not my achilles heel but it was just the thing that like kept me away from like really diving into music fully because it was like i just knew i was going pro so Mm. that's what i was on. yeah Mm.
1: go ahead Mm -hmm. e uh, I, I know you got that athletic connection.
0: I, don't, I was a footballer for the most part. I can hoop, and that's the other thing. People here don't know I can. I got a little game because I, I don't be nowhere. And like I'm fat now, so they <laughs> are they're like oh. Then I get to move, and they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it was a quick ass jab you just gave. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that, that 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 it's crazy how athletics opens some doors, but it can it consumes your mind and time so much you don't get to explore what your talents are. Not facts. Like I didn't get into music. Um, as a as a thing until I got here. Mm. And even though I would be there like being from Texas like I went to school, I ended up going to college in Ohio at Ohio University and I would just remember like bringing music but from back home like I think I single-handedly broke Big Tucks not a stain on me in Ohio. And I bullshit you not because I had it so early on the mixtape circuit nobody knew what it was so I would pull up to every party so my DJ homeboys was like, "Bro, what is that?" So I actually gave him the CD so they can get it. And in about a year and a half later, that's when I started hearing it on the radio mm. in Ohio. It was after I gave him. I, like, oh, I think I just want me man, y'all, yeah. Big Tuck we man, A and R, the streets <I'm> A <laughs> and R back then. But yeah, man, like it keeps you from that, even though you have it in you. You know, I grew up in the church. Uh, everything. I was the backup drummer to the backup drummer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I grew up singing drumming all that kind of stuff and uh dad was Nigerian so I would grow up with Nigerian music playing like you know all the time and then he was into other stuff so mm-hmm. he would play bring all the mixtapes back from the barber shops the homies and it's like so I always had access to music and never knew like it was gonna end up being something I fell into yeah. until later, bro, as an adult adult, a working adult got my first laptop. Yeah. And I went to two, three colleges and now <laughs> I get my first laptop, which is insane in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um it was, wet, uh it was the west side, cuz it's Nigeria over here, cuz. Nigeria on east side. This Hey, help him out, man.
3: Help, my him, out. God. help him out. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna Ghana, we gonna delete that one out. Nigeria, Ghana.
0: That's the that's the okay. we right under Ghana,
3: right under Ghana, my brother.
0: Niger to the right, right. You, my bad. yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> say? Lord, he done East he African, he done,
3: gal yeah,
0: boy. Apologize to our South Sudanese <laughs> population. <laughs> Who's? Ghanaians, your, name is your Don't start that. You go, we get kicked. The fuck out talking so I mean, that
2: shit. <laughs> yeah, he was
1: beefing on me because I was talking about Togo food is fire. And he started, he started talking that, about...
0: <laughs> I can't, we see, we finna lose followers because I ain't gonna lie, I don't hey, like they the foo-foo. Nigerian food.
2: chicken is so much better than
0: Ghanaian chicken. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Like the stew, y'all be, Yeah, y'all I stew be. Y'all get busy on the stew. Whether it's the okra soup, it's the whatever, man. Goose, listen, we get to the foo-foo, the goosey soup. We get busy, man. You know? Get you some goat meat or some pepper soup. Get out of here, bruh. I told you not to say it. <laughs> so you said it again. That's two. That's two. Twice. I just got from the boxing gym, bruh. <laughs> and I didn't spar something fresh. <laughs> but, uh, I was going to ask. So actually me and uh, Johnny, we actually just had a uh, our, our first poetry event that we we uh, kind of collaborated on to, to have, and one of the standout tracks for me on no more bad days was actually your spoken word piece of can't Mm. can can always never try. Um, What, what kind of inspired the creation of that and what, what made you want to go to put something like spoken word on a, hip hop album
3: Mm. yeah for sure so i mean uh spoken word is like where where the raps started you know what i'm saying um so there's obviously like a singing element like a melodic element to my music and that started in the church but the rapping or the lyrics came from um spoken word i started doing that like my junior in high school Mm. and uh it's just uh it's another artist from nashville's named black son the black son Mm. he's younger than me but uh at the time i think he was a freshman in high school i was a junior and uh he he had this spoken word piece, it was like Uncle Tom or something like that, that's what it was called. And bro, I had never heard anybody my age or younger or anywhere like just speak that eloquently, like had to the point like grown people was just like, mmm, stank-facing and shit what he was saying. And so like when I seen it, I was like, man, I really wanna do that. And so um, he really got me into doing the spoken word thing. And then later on I had some homies like, that was on some shit that, um, they heard me do spoken word and it was like, bro, you ain't never thought about rapping. And so then I started rapping. And so with "Kane chronicles, um, I was going through, um, a weird time in life. Cause no more bad days initially was just, you M O R E bad days. It was going to be like a love album and shit. Mm. Um, and I had like a really bad bout of like, um, like writer's block and shit during that time, but concepts always come first to me. So like the name and shit like was in my head. So I was like, okay. And then George Floyd died. Mm. Uh, and um that was ironically so that was around the same time my daughter was born Uh, my daughter was born June 4th 2020 I believe uh what's her name died like in May May 25th yeah 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 so my my daughter was born a few days later and so um I was looking at her and it was just one of them things of like to see somebody kind of, like, get their life take Like, that was a long nine minutes, bro. That, that, that bro, it was just choked. You know what I'm saying? And that shit did something to me, like, way worse than a lot of the other ones did. Like, even, you know, I think about, like, Tamir Rice and I think about, like, um, Mike Brown and all them different things that happened. And, like, even Trayvon, like, all of that affected me. But the George Floyd one affected me more just because it was, like, bro, it, like, to see somebody just, like, get they, like, like, take that long to take a life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was plenty of time. Shit to different shit to happen and it didn't, and I don't know. It was, that's what inspired me to change it. It was just like, bro, I don't want to feel like this no more, you know what I'm saying? So, thinking that it was like when I thought of that, like instantly in my mind, just no more, like thinking of the Moors and think about just how black people, um, our relationship to the Moors and stuff like that. Um, it uh, it just made me think of that. And so, when I started writing it, bro, um, I woke up one morning, uh, and the first thing I said was. Plan A, I always been with the plan B. And then I said, oh, fuck. And I started talking to my wife and I was just like, that's it. And I went to, we had like a little um, little kitchen, dining table at the time. And I sat there at the, what's the name? And um, I'm just sitting at the my computer. I got on Splice and I just started looking for a loop that just fit what I was hearing. Mm. And then the piano loop played. And I just literally took that loop, dragged it into Logic and I just looped it out. And I just started writing. And it felt like i ain't gonna lie to this day i really did feel like god just was writing through me mm-hmm. uh i can't tell you i don't bro i i read and um you know what i mean i i know my history and stuff like that but bro, some of that stuff i was saying bro, i don't know where that came from it was just me writing and me just saying what was i felt like i was led to say like mm-hmm. i wish my wife my wife was here she could tell you better from another perspective but like it literally was one of them things like i was writing and i'm like saying it as i write you know what I'm saying? And then she was just like, keep going. And I just kept going. I just kept going. Kept going. And by the end of it, I'm like crying. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, because I'm like, you know, it was kind of, that was the first time I had ever had an experience like that where I really felt like I was being like channeled. You know what I'm saying? Or Channeling like another energy. You know what I'm saying? Really like, you know what I'm saying? Like having, you know, ancestors, having God speak through me or whatever. And um, that's how that was, man. It was just like, I feel like I had got to a point with the album, because that was the last song I made for the project. Um, and it was just like i felt like i had to like encapsulate what i wanted people to like take from the project and that's what i essentially like if you don't listen to no other song you can just listen to that one mm-hmm. and that's what i want you to take from it you know what i'm saying it's just like that you know like this shit hard but like we built for it so don't don't like so you don't spend too much of your energy trying to like worry about how hard it is because it's like mm-hmm. we that's we're we're made like that we built like that we posted we're gonna we're gonna be okay like you know what I'm saying put your energy towards higher shit you know higher causes and like everything else kind of gonna work itself out.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, yes, sir. Man, I shit being a vessel, man. It's it's interesting when that shit come. Mm-hmm. Because it, it it don't happen often. No, nah, real talk. When it come, you real know talk. it, and you just gotta flow with it. No, nah, mm-hmm. facts because. It's because it, when you don't, you stop your blessing that comes along with it. It's a fact. So yeah, man, mm. I could I could feel it. Cause that was my that I was like, nah, that's a fact. I feel like that's the man. I always was like, man, just listen to this. Mm. Doom. That was my mm. go to, man. That that is my go to, man. When you don't feel like you think you can, it's like. Well, the alternative is you can always never try. Mm-hmm. Where's that? You already know what that's going to get you. So oh, you man. might as well have an attempt. So <laughs> you might end up in the same spot, but at least you got the attempt. Real shit. But yeah, man. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah man uh, it's, it's divine man thank you for this interview i think that a lot of times we only get to experience artists through their art and yeah. we don't get the chance to experience the person for sure. and so it's like beautiful to see like your creative process because it's very you know reminiscent of other people who i know who create how did you get the name Chuck Indigo, man? What's the story behind that? Ah
2: <laughs> oh, boy. I, I
3: figured out the ND. I was like, why is this ND capital? Like, oh, okay, okay. It. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so and really, bro, all that shit is divine. Like, bro, like a lot of this feels for me, man, like I'm just being a vessel, bro. Like, um, yeah, so essentially, bro, like I I I was hooping um in college. This is before I ever like thought about rapping for real. Hmm. I was hooping in college, my freshman year in college. I had a senior on the team, he was like my big homie, his name was Marquise Rudolph. And uh, we walking out of the practice and I, I bullshit you not, it went just like this. I walk out of practice, I'm walking like a little bit ahead of him. He's like, Chuck Indigo, what you about to get into? I just turned back, I'm like, huh? <laughs> and uh, I tell this story on What's Name too. It's on um, 2D for the intro, on What's Name. But uh, he said, like, Chuck Indigo, what you about to get into? I'm like, what? He said, yeah, that's your name, Chuck Indigo. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> like literally just like that. So I'm like walking, I'm like, that's funny as hell. <laughs> Later on, I decide to, you know what I mean? I want to start rapping and shit. Cause like this one, this one, the homies um, hear me like do spoken word. They asked me to do a spoken word piece on one of their shits. And he's like, bro, you never thought of rapping. So I'm like, okay, yeah. So I hear myself for the first time. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I love this. Like, they don't even sound like me, that's me? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so, oh. so I'm I, um we finna put something out and they like, man, what's your what's your rap name gonna be? And I'm like, well, I can't go by Nick Drake. Cause it's like, it's the, I know it's the folk singer named Nick Drake. You right. go by, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, well, Chuck go. <laughs> so, so later on, as this goes on, bro, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm at a, a PWI at the time. Okay. Um, it's a Nazarene school, and they got me. I'm I'm, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, y'all. Like, um, I am not the person I am sitting here right now. Like, I was doing some shit that i ashamed of. I'm, like, I'm like, real, I was real confused. And so, at that white nectar. You know what I'm saying? Bro, you know what I mean? And so, all right, Ruckus. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I was out there bullshitting, y'all. So, I left there, and, um, I, ironically, you know what I mean? They did me like white people to do you, and you feel me? Um, that kind of was my, my wake up call to like, hey, you still a nigga type shit, you know what I'm saying? And, um, so when I seen that, it really just changed my mindset um, on shit like that. And so I started really like, diving into myself, like really soul searching and working on my, trying to build my spirit and just like, reading more and just learning about my history and shit like that. Like, really wanting to know myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, um Mm. uh once that happened um i started learning about chakras and stuff like that and then i learned about you know what i'm saying your third eye chakra mm. you know what I mean which that's why we have third eye my, my label or whatever and uh you th- i learned about that and i learned that the color that represents the opening of your third eye is indigo mm. um and a lot of what i would consider like what rap has done for me has been like that for me it's been like my third eye opener it's been like my My, like, little key to, like, the, you know what I mean, the other side, so so to speak. So it's, like, a lot of shit, like I said, you know, I've always felt like a vessel. And a lot of things that Mm. I've learned, I've taught myself through, like, rapping. Like, I've kind of governing myself. I'm writing and I say some shit. At the time, I don't really understand the significance of it. And then later on, I'm like, I said that? Like, oh shit, I was on something. So it's been like that the whole time. Like, I didn't understand, I didn't find out that Indigo represented what it represented until after like a long time, and then it all started making sense. So So then, um, when I first started it, the N D wasn't even capitalized. It didn't become capitalized until I figured out what it meant. And then I was like, wow, it feels like this name was meant for me because my initials are Nick Drake. So it's like, you feel me? That's when I started capitalizing the ND. So yeah, like it really just came from some some weird divine timing type shit where it was just like God was like, you don't even know you're gonna use this, but I'm gonna give you let him give you this name type shit. So
1: I think that's kind of how all of our names <laughs> think got a we got a <laughs> yeah, similar hey,
3: story.
0: It's always another nigga fucking with you. Bruh, <laughs> man, crazy. Man,
1: hey, hey, moves. How? How you get your name? <laughs> Can you show me some moves? <laughs>
0: so, ironically enough, my name is spelled
1: M A D M A U V E S. Most
2: people think it's Mad Moms, but my name stemmed out of like how I see like sound. So mm. I look at sound as like color. Synesthesia. Mm. And, um, I, I do like a lot of very like aesthetic based things. Like I, my pinky ring says moves, but it's M A U V E S and like mm. when people read it, like Mad Marv, like no, nah, it's Mad Moves. Like it's it's based out of just how I see color and like I always thought because the type of music I made and the clips I made, I wanted to make you wanna like feel something rhythmically like mm. my time's mm. in to like mm. I had to take a dance class out mm. Mm. So like everything just felt rhythmic. And mm. like bro, we were sitting in the car one day and I had no name when I
3: first started DJing. I was just Frexy, was just cotter
2: Everybody was like man, <laughs> was that spinning and, and nobody even named, but like we're in the whip, I was like man, I'm putting my mad moves I'm gonna spell it this way because, like, how I, the, the closest color I associate to movement a lot of times is red, mm. and like red mm-hmm. is a very intense color. But I was like, I want to dial it back because I'll turn the Twenty One Savage songs to a love making song, yeah. Like, like, mm. it was so it's like, yeah, I want you to move, but like not as intensified. So like, mob was like a great middle ground for me, and um I was like, but man, my, that's. Man moves. I'm gonna play with the, the phonetic of the word. I'm gonna do what all other English speakers do, mm-hmm. and then I'm Southern, so like I can really fuck some <laughs> shit up. There. You know, you say one word, but I can turn it into
3: two, three different words. So like mm-hmm. I use that concept, and like I feel like my is your what's name too, bro. That's the aura the I see for you.
2: That's your glow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that
3: little. It's like a little dim pink, it's like mm-hmm. a peaches pink, like close to that color, right there. On mm-hmm. where it's like seeing girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's my mm-hmm. like
2: random occurrence but i was just it was when my, roommates tell you, my room was very aesthetically
3: nah yeah it was similar to this in terms of all the different like memorabilia and different mm-hmm. shit like it behind
2: yeah. my bed on my wall i put vinyl cases and mm-hmm. like it was damn up there you had thriller up there prince kiss <laughs> um not like the song kiss by Prince, mm-hmm. like kiss the yep. name yeah and like um Fleetwood mac and stuff like that so like I used to always just have like aesthetic driven lights. I'd always have like
3: the, the mood lights setting them up. But... he put me on the smart lights too. I ain't start using the smart lights until he until he, he was my roommate. Room I was, was like, I like, like how hey, you got it okay? looking at him. That <laughs> shit feel good. But like that's happy for me too. Like it wasn't until I like we started being roommates and shit that I started like kind yeah. of a, kind of starting to see colors like that too. You know what I'm saying? Like uh mm. to where like uh. Like, even when we made the No More Bad Days cover, bruh, I said, I need something blue, bro. Like, mm-hmm. give me something blue. You know what I'm saying? And when he did it, I was like, that's the color I see. Like, that mm-hmm. is exactly the color I, I envisioned for the project. Like, I feel like it represents that. Even with, like, um, I was telling somebody the other day, like, Kendrick's album, mm-hmm. the last one, um, it it sounds brown to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way he did it. So, like, he I ain't really like started. Yeah, for some reason. It reminds me like Sugar Shack. Mm-hmm.
0: Doing a quartet and having the instrumentation and then just having this random trumpet like <gasps> <laughs> 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 in the middle of his interludes to even time to set up it just mm-hmm. <laughs> We just we just did damn near what two episodes. Two on episodes Dice. on One on Kendrick <laughs> giving him his flowers before the album and then mm-hmm. one just what we got from the album
3: mm-hmm. on the last that's one. Shit hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Uh,
0: but no, I feel you. I actually just I had watched just a couple weeks ago an interview with Tyler the Creator at the Converse, they had some uh, conference and he was talking about hmm. how he does his sets and it has to match the feeling he's getting. So he goes off of feeling and starts to fill in the colors and the shading and the background first before he even starts to think about the music that goes with it. It's like, hmm. I got to get the feel of what I'm trying to get across first and colors and shades go into that heavy, you know, off rip. So Perfect. it's just interesting that people, you know, you know, it's our light. Our, our we bring that to us with our mm-hmm. colors, how we represent ourselves, and you can kind of see that on people, mm. and it'd be funny. Like that's gonna have to be, hey, the next question you ask a chick, man. So, what color do you think your aura that is? is mm. Nah, bro. But
3: I was so I've been studying like chakras and stuff like that, bro. Like, cause I just feel like the older I get, the more I see like the truth in a lot of this. You know what I'm saying? I think you know, social media has a way of tainting people's minds about like, you know, astronomy and shit like that. But I started getting into the chakras and stuff and I found out that, that like, bro, like literally like, there there are, the chakras like, depending on how tapped in your, and aligned your chakras are, is like, you literally do om- omit a glow. Like, uh, mm-hmm. that can be shown on like a, uh, what's it called, like a body scanner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you go on the egg and literally it will show like on the outer, what's the name of your body, it'll show like, how well like your energy wields or yields, bro? And it's kind of crazy, bro. So
0: listen, the last dragon wasn't no lie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Facts though, yeah, no, yeah. You see my little tourmaline sitting here. You know, bro, I was I was sure gonna ask you about this too. There you go.
1: oh yeah. Is
3: that tiger eye?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some tigers eye over here. Yeah, let listen, man. Yeah, we rocked up, yeah, yo, yeah. no, yeah, we, we, rocked we, we rocked up. We rocked up over here yeah. on the streets, hey, man. We got the tigers
3: eye in the pocket yeah, too. Yes, sir. We got, we
1: got the what's this called? Rotomite. Rotomite.
0: Rotomite.
3: Hey, no cap though. Something that's beautiful to see. I feel like that. I'm starting to see too. It's just like a lot of a lot of black men doing like the work. You know what I'm saying? Like the inner work and just mm-hmm. like working on themselves and really taking the time to like. I hate using this fucking term because it sounds so fucking head ass, but heal they you know what I'm saying? Like in a real way though, like, um, cause I be peeping at like, bro, like a lot of the black dudes I'm seeing now like are getting more into like, you know, meditation getting more into doing crystal work, getting more into doing chakra work, like getting more into praying, you know what I'm saying? More in reading and it's just like, man, that's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, situation. man,
0: it's, it's interesting. Even when I think about my entry point to mm. all this was when I was in graduate school, mm and just i went to a conference and met a lady she was a psychologist and i didn't know she was also a reiki healer right Aww. but she did some work at the conference i had to invite her to our school she come in with some stones right and she introducing us to you know how we move in ener- literally can move energy based on how you know tapped in we are and to kind of see what happened and i ain't gonna give y'all exactly what happened on this camera we'll talk about that later but to move move something to the point where there's no way she could move it. It was insane. And just getting into, you know, getting into that and learning more about your chakras, learning more about your energies to the point where I had to go reconcile. When you talk about healing, I literally had told a story about like my pops Mm. and I had to go reconcile. I flew home to reconcile some shit with my dad Mm. to to get through whatever that could have been a blockage. You know what I'm saying? To get through something that I had been told even by him, like there was a, a curse on our family, you know what I'm saying? That my cousin overseas in Nigeria told him about. It's like, you got a son, right? Not even because just somebody he ran into, you got a son, like, yeah, he got dada, which is dreadlocks. And he was like, well, he's holding somehow some things happening in our family and it's going to him. So, y'all got he got to figure out a way to get that up off of him. So, it's like getting, getting through these things and constantly working on these and reconciling our differences Facts. and our issues on a real level, like just. I Going eye to eye, man to man is is one the of the most powerful things you're going to do on this earth to tell the truth, man to man,
3: just Bruh. any man. You know no no cap, bro. And like, I mean, even with me right now, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in this space where I'm I'm taking some time away from like social media and shit like it, bro. Like if you go on my Instagram, minus the last two posts I put up, like, bro, I, ain't, I deleted my whole Instagram for the most part, like everything off of there. And it's just like, I got this feeling like where it's just like, bro. You're never missing out on anything or like losing out if you getting your you're getting your yourself together. You know what I'm saying? If you taking your taking yourself taking time to get yourself aligned with what it is like that you want and what you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Because like shit, wicked out here, bro. And I think people be so so concerned about like you know what I'm saying the physical shit that's going on. You know the recession coming and no possible war on breaking all that shit. And it's like man, it's really more of a spiritual war going on than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. and like people don't. I feel like you know, a lot of like the shit that we, the turmoil and stuff that we see going on, is just like it's really like a a combination of just all the collected energies. You know what I'm saying? Of like people's traumas and all that shit just being like pushed out into the world. You know what I'm saying? Everybody dealing with their own inter- as as uh, as above so below type shit, as uh, without so within type shit. So it's just kind of one of them things. Like literally, like where I really feel like that, bro. I really be feeling like that I can't.
2: Mm-hmm. And like, it, 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 we sat next to some random lady and like I realized, I don't think you peeped it, she stopped reading because we both were just yep. sitting there reading. She
3: literally pulled her phone out and like look for a book. Because like at first she was trying to talk, but like, let me crack these seams was what I was on. And bruh, it's like I even think about this. I was talking to my homie the other day, bruh, cause he was like, um, he said some shit, man. I got I got a real issue, bruh, with any black person that that say they don't like being around black people. That shit just weird to me. Mm. Like that shit's mm. super weird to it's me. Weird. And um mm. but this is my best friend, so you know what I'm saying, one of my best friends, and he had said me that and I knew when he said it he ain't mean it like that, he just don't like being around like ghetto shit, like ratchet shit with niggas shooting and doing all that, which I don't either. No nobody did. But I still prefer to be around my people. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Period. And so um he had, you know what I'm saying, he was telling me that, bro, and I'm sitting here like just kind of giving him this rundown, like, man, I feel you coming from, but like, but let's look at it from a different way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we talk about like what's going on with black people and why like oh when you go out, people shooting or fighting or what is it's like, all right, nigga, if you go to this club, it's dark as hell inside the club. Mm. Okay. Niggas is off spirits Drinking spirits And smoking and drinking Doing whatever they doing Right And then on top of that Nine times out of ten The music that's playing mm, yeah. Is literally telling you To kill somebody Or is talking about Killing somebody mm-hmm. And niggas is in there Turning up to it Right mm-hmm. and My whole thing is like Bro your subconscious mind Don't know the difference well, what of, of what's being told What is being told For one And then two All them influences you under Don't help none And like I say bro Like when you hear that music, bro, it's like what, like the Bible say, bro. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. That's an energy yes, quote, bro. They that got that's all about energy, bro. So it's like if you got all them dudes in there, all they all under whatever stress they got going, they trying to escape that by drinking and smoking, and then they got this other voice coming through these loud ass speakers with these low ass subs and all this low vibrational ass energy, mm-hmm. telling, talking about Chanting. murking a nigga and Chanting. taking- you're literally, bro, like repeating that shit to your what's name all night. What, what do you think is gonna happen, bro? Mm. Like, what, what you think gonna come from that? Yes, niggas gonna get to fighting because he been told to fight all night.
2: Mm.
3: You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, just like seeing that and just understanding, like, bro, like yo, energy, so, our energy is so infectious. Like he was talking about, like, bro, sitting on that, on that plane and just seeing like some black dudes making a white person pull the book out. You know what I'm saying? Because she was sitting there trying to talk, and then we was just like, next thing you know, she was just like. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a small example of just like, bro, how that energy carry over. bro. like niggas got to realize like we light bearers, bro. You know what I'm saying? That you got to just, you feel me? You got to realize how that energy like can can influence the next. You know what I'm saying? So. mm, mm.
0: This is all you johnny uh, man, man. man i mean i mean you know, it's, it's both our bad but go ahead yeah, it, no it's it, just
1: uh it, it's, it. it's a it's an affirmation conversation that's yeah. going on um literally in the last conversation we had mm. i talked about how people we talk about small statements and don't understand the magnitude of them mm. and the statement i said was we say stuff like as above so below and don't truly understand the depths of it Excellent. you know so it's like when i hear you saying certain conversations i hear you talking about rhythm I hear you talking about correspondence, vibration. It let me know what level you on as far as mentally. And it's not a conversation that a lot of people have. I so I just appreciate you for bringing that forward. How do you bring that energy and not allow yourself to get sheltered in? How do you allow your is it the fast you take from social media how do you protect your mental space and still put this art out here for the world
3: man shit just realizing bro like i'm a human and they're like bro i wasn't when i was born the internet didn't exist for real like you know what i'm saying like i was born in 94 the internet did exist but like it wasn't in the form that it is now so it's like bro like you know what i mean people I mean, like it's that it's protecting my energy and it's also understanding that i don't have to um consume that i can confront the uh, the the news and all stuff doesn't i don't have to consume it though i don't have to like engage with it like you know what i'm saying on that level like um i was telling somebody the other day um niggas was asking me like how i felt about the shooting in buffalo it's horrible mm-hmm. but i don't care to like know the details mm-hmm. because it's just like there's this like necrophilic type relationship we got with fucking like you know what I mean? Just, yeah, it's just like with with, with any type of trauma, it's just like we just love death and just love, we kind of it seems like we get turned on by this shit or something, bro. Mm-hmm. Like like well, why do you need like, bro, I don't need to know any details about why, what? No, there's no reason for you to go inside of grocery store and to shoot and kill 10 people. Mm. Literally, mm. there's no reason. So, for me to go dig and try to find like why and find out the details like, bro, for what? I don't need to know that. It's just like we we put ourselves in such into just deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like that's what desensitized you. Is just sitting there reading that shit all day, bro. Like you're not because on one hand, you know, people say we desensitize because they putting it in our face, but it's like N- nigga, that's because you're not supposed to see that every day. Like that's not natural for you to just like I'm not supposed to know that somebody in Buffalo got killed, like ten people in Buffalo. I'm not supposed to know that. I'm not supposed to be able to see that, I, and and I shouldn't want to see that. You mm. dig what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like how. How much energy or how much like effort are we taking into like looking up some good shit? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Looking into something uplifting like, you know what I mean? My boy Ant got a whole, you know what I mean? He got scholarships out the ass. He, he, you know what I mean? he graduated high school. When the last time you heard a good feels good story like that, you know what I'm saying? Where people going and rushing to go find that out. You know what I mean? It's For me, I think that's the biggest piece is just like, man, understanding that like, man, honestly that there is, there is good and evil but there a lot of that also is too is based on judgment and it's just like for me it's like i just try to stay like as it, it, neutral as i can with shit you know what i'm saying and just understanding that like man what's evil is evil what and what ain't what ain't you know what i'm saying and like not trying to like analyze this shit you know what i'm saying because it's like man it don't need no no analyzing like bro you if it don't take no it don't take no rocket science just to figure this shit out. Like, bro, you like, you know what I mean? Like, we know what right from wrong is, bro. And I think um, just, I don't know, man, just choosing my choices, choosing what I, what I want to consume, choosing what I choose to, like, consume is, like, the biggest thing for me. So, like, with me getting off of socials, it was one of them things of seeing the trauma, but also seeing, like, people lying. I know you lying. Like, mm. it's like, and it's one of them things of, like, getting consumed with that, that whole thing of like, man, it, I don't want to be a person who lacks integrity with this shit. So I don't want to just be on here posting wins all day. If I don't feel comfortable posting my losses, maybe I shouldn't post nothing at all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't feel like I can get on here and not have to, you know, put this facade on to practice, you know, practice this, whatever it's like, then, you know what I mean? Until I feel like that, was like, I probably won't be on that motherfucker no more. Cause it's like, that. You know, I see. And it was crazy enough. It was a Mike Tyson quote, but like, he was talking about basically like when people allow situations to change them. And he said, you, "You let the devil win, because you came. You you whatever happened happened, and you allowed that to make you different." Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like that's like that. I that's that stuck with me because it's like I feel like. A lot of people allow the social media shit to change them, you know what I'm saying, to change their motives, to change the way that they move, to change the, you know what I'm saying, what they believe in, all of that shit. And for me, um, you know, I'm on this like fucking crazy search within to 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 find, you know what I mean, like an internal piece that generates from internally and to find what it is I like and what it is I want to do and what it is you know what I'm saying like really curating the lifestyle that I want for myself as opposed to like Living by some metric, you know what I'm saying? Because I had found myself not too long ago, like, saying, like, you know, feeling like I ain't where I'm supposed to be. Well, where are you supposed to be? And who told you you are supposed to be there? You know what I'm saying? Like, who the fuck said that by the time you turn this age, you got to have this and you got to have that and whoop-de-whoop. Whoop. And it's like that shit. When I started saying that, it's not. I felt like I was falling into that trap. And it was just like, yeah, it's time to get off here and, like, Really do some soul searching. You know what I'm saying? To where, whenever I step back out, I know whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it because I want to do it, and I'm not influenced by. It. Even with my next project, that's the biggest been the biggest hurdle I'm going over is like not wanting to, like wanting to present an idea that's authentic to me. To where it's like it's not some shit you've heard. It's not a. It's not this cookie cutter. Concept where it's just like, oh, I'm trying to grind to get it and be successful, and nobody believes in me, but <laughs> it's okay because they one day will, and everybody, you know what I mean? That's what everybody seems like. That, bro, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Niggas told me I wouldn't be shit. Everybody want not go to that. Now it's like, I'm not. Yeah, my teacher, nigga, y'all didn't have that many. <laughs> bro, fans. it's like, bro, it's like, what grown, what, like, what terrible grown people was out here telling y'all that for real? Or, I matter of fact, you
0: had one John, you
3: God, say. God, <laughs> bro, it, but, but, but it'd be that other flip side too, where it be like, bro, I know niggas who like, Bro, you, I, I knew you when you was that, Like, you know what I'm saying? I knew you in high school. You wasn't shit. Like, if I'm being real. You was out here. You wasn't going to school. You selling drugs. You was out here running up on, running to people's houses shit. What do you think they was supposed to tell you? You know what I'm saying? type shit. But it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I just look at all that, man, and just realize that, bro. Like, I, ultimately, all of that is a choice. Like, me me engaging with any of this social media shit Now that, it's a choice. And, like, I'm fighting really hard to just find out how to maneuver and still maintain relevancy and shit like that without having to rely on it you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. like i don't uh you know niggas be if another person tell me i got to get a TikTok, i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> no uh, <laughs> i don't yeah, want to do it no sir yeah. yeah no sir dreaming by tiktok now bro it's, it's, i don't get it it's, it's fucking up to me and it's fucking up art bro it's really fucking it's up killing. it's fucking up the way we consume art because now art is content everything is content 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 you know, i mean they when they when we
0: talk about the power of words even calling people just because they have money and can get you to buy something calling them influencers yeah. oh, no man, context with no context, that is that's just the power. So now you're saying I'm an influencer, or they're an influencer. You're already allowing them to influence you. Facts. You already believe that they th- can get you to believe in something mm-hmm. just by you calling them that. Facts. Nah, you just naked on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <it's> how <laughs> you just you're naked just on here. On here, like you know what I'm saying. And it was interesting when you talking about just consumption. I always go to. Uh, the Batman movie. Mm. And I go to the character of the Joker, oh. but on the flip side of that, I go to actual Heath Ledger. Mm. And what it does, because to tap into, like you said, you don't want to know why. I don't need to know why he did what he did because you have to tap into a psyche to get to a place to say if I was in this position, and sometimes that can lead you in a very dark
3: subconscious place. don't know the difference, you know? boss. Yeah, You're Sitting so. there telling it all this shit, and it's like, oh, it's time to kill you some people. That. Okay. All right, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's what <laughs> happened to, you know, rest in peace, Heat Ledger. You, you yeah. know
0: what I'm saying? So that it can to consume, it can consume. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It can consume all of you. So that's what happened. Um, but I'm a segue. You was we used to talk about As Above So Below. I was listening to Ro Marquez. Oh my guy. Beautiful project. Oh my guy. You know, I've talked about um Tut. I talked about Tim Gent. Mm-hmm. Um I think the other guy I got is Savvy.
3: Yeah, He tapped and, in for sure.
0: And I just want you to talk briefly about um what's really bubbling on the scene in Nashville. I even seen the I said. I remember coming in here and talking like, yo Nashville got some shit. You're and then J. Cole go behind back door my ass and say, yo, Nashville. And I'm yeah, like, yo, yeah. yo no, no, stop giving my shit. I got that's when you gotta get on yeah, yeah, yeah. my affirmations out when I know shit. So nah. I can at least have timestamps on it. But what's what what are you feeling from the city as far as Nashville? Cause it's like a music capital, but not known for hip hop because that's where DMI headquarters is. It's a country scene. But what's really happening on that scene that has and and that has y'all kinda connected and how are y'all building it together, which is something I think the country can kind of emulate as far as these smaller markets.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a renaissance right now. That's the best word to describe it. It is literally what's going on. Um there are it it feels like a big ass pond with a bunch of big ass fish. Like it really do feel like that. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've never been able to name so many peers that I feel like has star potential, that has really like this potential to be like somebody well-known. Like, I mean, you name, you know, Gent, uh, Savvy, you know what I'm saying? Tut, Roe, Marquez, um, Brian Brown, you feel me? Uh, you know what I mean? Ronald Bosi Oh yeah, Brian Taylor. You know, Namir, Namir Blade. Um, Namir Blade signed with uh, Mellow Music Group. You know what I'm saying? Uh, amazing artists. Like, if you go check him out, he's cold. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, it, 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 the list literally goes on. And I try not to even, when people ask me, I try not to get the name in people because when you leave people off, they start feeling the way because it's that many people right. who are really, um, really super extremely talented, man. And, um, you know, I think the thing in the city right now um, that I don't even think we recognize is that we're, we're a lot more community oriented than we realize. I think the common Complaint in Nashville a lot of times, well, ain't don't when work together. But that's so not true, cause everybody knows each other and everybody, in a way, supports each other. Like for you to tell me that you found out my music by Tim Gent reposting my shit, you know what I'm saying? Basically, it's like, okay, that lets me know that, like, you feel me? Like the homies is putting the homies on, you know what I'm saying? And um and so, um, I think what Nashville has going on right now is absolutely beautiful. I think it's a renaissance. I do believe it's going to be. Um, that the that that, that 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 it's gonna be a you know that more people nationally uh, is the next step for it to be known on a, on a national scale. I think people will start to respect it as its own hub. You know what I mean? Because the biggest thing with Nashville, I think, has been the whole identity piece. What what's our sound? What's our sound? And we always are known notorious for saying, Oh, we don't have a sound, it's more of a vibe, it's a feel, it's a it's an approach. But I think um the more I start to do it, it's it's that there is like an eclectic mm-hmm. um element to to our music to where even if it is trap hip hop or something, it's just like it's just like something about it is like there's a there's a conscious element to it. You know what I'm saying? To where like we really good, we're really big in storytelling and I think that stems from the, you know, country music pipeline of just like Nashville being a songwriter city. So like mm-hmm. you got hip hop artists that sit in writing sessions with country artists and shit like that. And you know what I mean? So where like the pen is like the first thing. Like mm-hmm. if you ain't got the pen in Nashville, it don't really matter. We don't care about how good you can sing, dance, none of that. If you cannot write, you can please you can go. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, like we got literally local songs that, bro, people don't, like, outside of Davidson County would not know. But, like, if you turn that shit on in the club, people would lose their mind. You know what I'm saying? And so um, the scene is, is, I think, I mean, I'm a native, bro. I've been there my whole life. Um, it's just as good as it's ever been. And um, honestly, bro, like, I feel like in a couple of years, you know, you'll start hearing more names being being mentioned on a national scale just – really like on some shit like where it's like people gonna be like damn Nashville taking over the rap scene like I really feel like that man because we just got I don't feel like we got no overnight you know successes where it's just like you hear a person who's like oh that's gonna be a hit nah but we got people who I mean if you go look down the lines like you don't see a lot of artists dropping singles a lot of people drop whole albums and projects you know what I'm saying before ever signing anything and it's like the quality of the albums that we drop in our like I mean, to me, next to none. I mean, like you brought a row. His album won Nashville Scene um, Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. That's almost unheard of. Like, and then the year before that, Brown Brian Brown won Nashville. Uh, with Journey, pops, yeah, with Journey, exactly. And so it's just like you look at that, bro, and huh? This year, Ronald Bossy won. Oh yeah, my boy Ron coming crazy, bro. It's that nigga's album is fucking phenomenal, bro. <laughs> oh my god, but uh, yeah, he going crazy, but. Yeah, just even looking at that though, like man, it's just it's just so many names, bro. Like even the, you know, what I'm saying my my homies in Third Eye, my nigga Jordan X got a amazing project he's sitting on. I cannot wait for him to drop. My nigga Demos, amazing artist. Qualls just dropped an amazing project. He's from Chattanooga, but he just moved to Nashville. He, uh, he lives in Nashville. And I mean, bro, it's just so many artists, man. Like like I said, I, I try not. Oh, Jody Joe, you know, what I'm saying he's like fucking incredible, man. Dude. Yeah, Jemaine and Lauren—they touring they tour. With, I can't think of the name of a uh, so it's a gospel a country gospel group. But they tour with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, AB and AB just did. Uh, they just Cold opened Cold for Coldplay. Coldplay. Out in the bay. Yeah, out in the bay like two weeks ago with uh, with artists out in LA named Bobby Guns. He's super and case? cool dude. Case yeah, in case my boy Case Arnold. You know what I'm saying? So it's just man. It's I can keep naming name, name, name names, but we'll be all night naming names. But it's a renaissance in Nashville right now. Um, I definitely see the scene just continuing to bubble over and just grow to unimaginable heights. And I just hope that, you know, the people that's there, um, just have the patience and the fortitude to just stick it out and just wait for the, wait for the, you know what I mean? For the, for the harvest. Cause I think, um, I've heard a lot, I hear a lot of people be wanting to move and shit like that. And I feel like soon as niggas move, that's when this shit gone because i mean everything is being moved i mean we just got a soho house bro like mm. you know what i mean we uh they're building um they're building another i forget which label they're building down there right now um, sony i think is building an office a hip-hop division no rock nation right literally right next door to the one of the studios we go to so it's just a lot of dope shit going on man a lot of shit where the city's just growing and becoming a hub of not only just like music which is art like you know what I'm saying it's becoming like it's one of the if I'm not mistaken it's literally the number one um like city in terms of in the nation where people are moving to. So we we get over like a million new or a hundred thousand new residents a day some crazy shit like that people a day yeah a hundred yeah yeah on average oh on average you know what I mean and so it's crazy like the the way the city's growing um just all the shit that they doing um facts yeah we don't got the infrastructure for like what they doing right now but yeah man it's just a it's a renaissance bro and um i'm just honest i'm i'm honored to be uh a part of it and um to even just be um you know uh, a name that's that's mentioned regularly in it so
1: so man
3: yeah i think uh last question i got man
1: cuz you was uh you was mentioning your love for reading and y'all love for reading What's three or five books, man, that kind of shifted or changed your life, man? What's three or five books, man, people need to read?
3: Um, Autobiography of Malcolm X was the first one I read. That's the one that taught me that reading was important Mm -hmm. because seeing how he just educated himself Mm -hmm. and, like, really literally, like, brought himself out of a situation through education first. You know what I'm saying? Um, That one, um, Mm -hmm. Four Agreements. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's imperative for anybody to read. Um... They came before Columbus. Mm. Um, Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. I'm still not getting this all of you. The only reason I ain't putting Alchemist in there for me right now is because, well, Alchemist is one. That's five. But I'm going to throw a sixth in there because I'm, you know, I'm speaking to my black people who really trying to, you know what I'm saying, get enlightened. Um, the sixth one, though, that I would name would probably be uh, Behold a pale horse. Mm. William Cooper. Mm. So I read that you ain't book. Supposed to say that on on no. air. Ah, bro. So no cap, reading that book. When I finished that book, that's what made me write "Burn It Down." Mm-hmm. And then literally, like for that shit to happen, like I felt like I was fucking. I don't yeah. know. Like I was like, bro. You know what I mean, bro? Like, cause he talks about all that shit in the book, and then for me to just be like, oh, like I wrote that song, like May of twenty twenty. So this was before vaccines and all that shit came out And they, before they was talking about these, All the UFOs and all this shit And then it's just like And it's like bro, dude really was talking about that shit in that book And like it just showed That was another example of just showing me like bro, How they really do hide things in books And how a lot of this shit By studying the past you can really know what the fuck Kind of go on Cause all this shit really You know
2: what I mean Mm-hmm. It teed your, your mindset of, no, like, facts. I
3: really can do this That's why I, I always go back to that if I'm ever at pool, I'm like, I, need I read that going to uh, What's name? I name My first time was the first time going to LA And it was a similar situation to this bro Where it was like my homie my, know, my, homie, um, my homie my homie Miza reached out um, He's, You know Casey Veggies is right Yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to be his manager He reached out to me Didn't know dude And you know what I'm saying like, He was just like yeah we want you to come do the show In LA and I'm like but what? How <laughs> like, you hear about me? You know it's <laughs> so yeah, I went out there and I was reading that book, bro. I was doubting myself like crazy, having like stupid just like um what's it called? Imposter syndrome. And I still deal with that shit to this day, bro. Like I've been going through a crazy writer's block, so that's why I'm hoping this weekend I can get out there that, that writer's block and get into studio with some people man. you know what I mean and getting getting the bag. But yeah, man, it's been um yeah, it's just been wild dealing with that shit, but yeah.
0: For sure. So Man, I don't wanna hold you. Uh anything, I know you're working on the project. Mm-hmm. You said, hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> I am.
3: Anything you can say about it or we gonna keep Yeah, you? I ain't one of them secret people. I ain't gonna uh it's a, name of the project is a, until I get there. Um and it's just like a it's just about a journey called life. You know what I'm saying? Um it would I would say it's it's conceptual. So it's my this is my like most conceptual album. In terms of like, it'd be most comparable to like Indigo Cafe in terms of conceptually speaking. Um, And I ain't nowhere near done with it. I don't know when it's going to be released or anything like that. I do know it's like an R&B album, so it ain't going to be a lot of rap. Um, And yeah, it's just really me trying to find... It's kind of going based it's kind of like similar to the whole alchemist theme of you know the journey is the reward type shit mm. and just understanding that like you know through this life um you got people who get on the bus and then get off the bus a little early but at the end of the day the destination the end point is the same for uh, for us all mm. and so um it's just kind of a uh, meek questioning what it means to live like what what's living really like you know what I'm saying mm. and uh and also too like just what it means to like embark on a journey and like, and grow, you mm. know what I'm saying? So. Man.
0: Blessings on blessings. Man. Blessings on blessings And here. Y'all in for a treat. Yeah, man. I, I know he got a sprinkle. I know this is going to be a party, but no, nah, we got to talk that shit. We got to, we got to show the people. No, nah, we fast. always talk that shit. And it's just, and I love being around folks who believe uh, in the principles that we believe in about, especially like what we feed ourselves, um, you know, what we choose to digest that mm-hmm. comes in all forms um, of consumption. So we gonna be in for a treat, man. I can't wait for the show. Um, this might not make it before the show, but you missed <laughs> out, motherfucker. Right. Don't be that guy or gal, don't be that one. Um, but yeah, man, we gonna be in the building at the slowdown. Um, it's already been a blessing, you know, here. We could have just had you come and just speak. Just say your speaker fee and fly your ass out. But man. we
3: know we gonna make you sweat and oh no, I'm going crazy. I'm leaving Earth tomorrow. I'm dead ass gonna leave Earth tomorrow. I hope I yeah, I hope I hope people fucking with it. I hope people show up too. Cause if they don't, they're gonna miss out. Yes, sir, man. They
0: gonna be in the building, man. So man, it's been a it's been a, a doozy tonight. Man. We got some more to get to. That so. part.
1: You got anything? Nah, that's it, man. man. We got to we gotta always leave on the high note, man. man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thankful for Chuck for coming through, blessing the microphone, blessing us. Oh, man, look. Messing up everything. But uh, just thank you, man. And thank you as an artist, you know, who uh, put themselves out there. You know, that's why I asked you the question I did. Like, how are you protecting yourself? Because I could see that battle and that struggle on you. Yeah. And um, just listening to your art, man, you got amazing things to offer, bro. Uh, like you said, everybody ain't cut from the same Kente, bro. So it's
3: just, I
2: just
1: look forward to you continuing. To
3: bless us with your artwork. Appreciate bro. that, much love. Yes, sir. Yeah. I love when they pull up like quotes that I said, and just like, damn, that shit made me feel like I'm. I, I, uh, yeah, man, when I he said, said that. Dude. Yeah, when he said that on that Lordy, Lordy, i
1: was like, hold <laughs> up. I said, hey, everybody got their glory story. I almost came back out of retirement when I was hearing that song. I said, hold up, I might have to look, come out been, of retirement.
0: We just been jump starting Johnny ass. Oh, I quit, nigga. I'm doing spoken word. I write poetry. Look at that. <laughs> hey,
1: listen, man, listen. Hey, that's why I love this conversation because it's a beautiful journey yes. man it's a beautiful <laughs> journey
0: man so y'all better not make no jokes about johnny that's my job hey he
1: gonna, he gonna never
0: mind I almost said something. he gonna turn back into <laughs> little killer yeah,
1: we good man inside, we good but man just thank you for being out here thank you moves for coming through man and just man thank y'all for being here man shout yeah, out man. to e man i appreciate y'all
0: coming out uh my team in the background montreal man yes sir ray the king the young guy that's a yes, guy right there man they they ready, man. Yes, sir. They ready. Round two for Montreal at the slowdown.
2: <laughs> I can't wait to see this nigga, man.
0: Man. Wow, man. Man. But, man, we going to get out here on the high note, man. We appreciate you
3: coming through,
0: man. Appreciate y'all
3: Boy, having me, sure, man. For sure, for sure.
0: And we out of here. This is Giddy Jicky with it, man. It's
3: your other host, Johnny No Good. We out. to go, man. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace.
1: The beats. The beats. The flow. The flow. The rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Streets street, street. Street saying our podcast.